Hello, and welcome back to Industry Town. Uh, what can I say? It's a weird time. It's a scary time. But uh, despite all that, I'm guessing that you aren't listening to this podcast to hear more about the fucking coronavirus. So I'm going to uh, keep the podcast going, give you all some content that can hopefully not only fill some of the time, but also give you something productive to do with it. Uh, so in uh, keeping with last week's theme on content and uh, stuff that you might be able to use this week, today's guest is a content creator who does it all from his home. And guess what? He gets paid for it. So uh, y'all got phones, you, a ton of you have cameras and lights and other equipment. You can use this time creatively and productively. And in my view, those are the best antidotes to fear and boredom. So consider listening to this and making something. Uh, let's get to our guest. Travis Delaurier is an actor, entrepreneur, and though he might hate the term, he is a social media influencer. He has legit over 3 million, yes, 3 million followers across all social media platforms where he posts comedic videos and fitness modeling pictures. He'd be mad if I didn't include that he also posts pictures of his cat Jacob, who has his own social media presence and over 80,000 followers. Uh, Travis has been acting for only a couple of years, but between his dedication, his talent, and yes, his online presence. Uh, all that has helped him get results way quicker than a lot of people. He's going to be appearing on your TV real soon in a couple of places, including 911 Lone Star, the new series Singles Parents, and Fox's Ultimate Tag. Uh, Travis breaks down social media in a way that really energizes me, and for a long time in my life, I've been someone who gets sleepy when I hear about that. Uh, but he makes it, in a really charismatic way, seem simpler, more creative, and more fun. Uh, he breaks down how he created his social media presence and goes in depth on Instagram, IGTV, and TikTok, and how he ended up at, as this generation's Fabio appearing on a ton of uh, romance covers. Uh, we talk about monetization, what you need to know about the nine squares on your Instagram, and what causes something to go viral. It's an awesome conversation that hopefully can kill some of the downtime while we're in quarantine and hopefully maybe inspire you to uh, get creative, make some content. Before we start, I want to throw out one recommendation. I've been using Zoom a lot. Uh, we've been teaching classes at JRS over Zoom, and those have gone really just surprisingly well. I've been really shocked and thrilled by that. Uh, and also my friends and I, we did a virtual happy hour yesterday, and that was a blast. It's so lovely and kind of moving to connect with friends that way. So if you're feeling stir crazy, please check out Zoom. Uh, lastly, I'm going to be doing a mailbag episode really soon. So please send your questions on acting, the business, the podcast, anything at all to industrytownpodcast at gmail.com. I think that'll be a really fun episode, and I'm excited to learn what you all are interested in and thinking about. Okay, that's it. Let's uh, all be really good to each other. Let's practice some social distance. Distancing. Let's not hoard in grocery stores. And wherever you are, I hope that you and your loved ones are safe and that uh, this helps make the next hour just a little bit better. Here's Travis. Lock it up. Very quiet and still. Ready. Scene one, take three, A mark. Okay, we are live. It's happening. Travis, will you pronounce your last name for me? Delorier. D-E-S-L-A-U-R-I-E-R. -E the S is silent. Delorier. 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 It's like a DeLorean. Yeah, it's like a DeLorean. I get that a lot. Or a DeMaurier cigarettes. 
I haven't even, even heard of those. Yeah, they're in Canada. You know, being Canadian there. You uh, are like a Canadian singer. I am a Canuck. I am a Canuck. Not uh, a traditional Canuck, but a Canuck, none at least. Welcome, Travis. Uh, Travis, you are in my Wednesday night acting class. You are the first current client to be a guest on Industry Town, so... I am an welcome, welcome. absolute privilege. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you here. And uh, we're going to talk social media today um, because I don't think it is uh, it's being cute or, or, or off topic to or off brand to say that you're an influencer, right? Yeah. I mean, you're a social media influencer. Yes. You, you could say that. Do I like the term? No, I feel like it's like a. I don't know, an ugly term, but it started it, it to is carry that. some yeah. other meaning that I think is often based on people who actually aren't, but this like idea of what you're supposed to be doing online. Yeah. It's like, what is an influencer? Oh. Well, I mean, at, simply, Tell me. simply we, we, you know, quote unquote influence people, if, if you want to call it that, but, uh, online content creation, I would say is, is, is what it is. Um, and yeah, it's like what, it's just such a deep industry and there's so much to it that people don't realize what goes into it how to grow how to properly market yourself how to like develop a brand and uh coming from the influencer side uh stepping into the actor side it's been a fun unique combination of how to you know figure out my branding as an actor now and like how to uh to combine those two uh, one of the big questions i get when i'm teaching people about social media is f especially from actors is like well, what do i do with it how do i grow how do i brand and i feel like there's this new hybrid of actors now that um you have to understand how to market yourself. You could be the most fantastic painter in the world, but if you don't get your painting in a, in a gallery, it's just like, cares? nobody cares. You're a hobbyist. You're a hobbyist, absolutely. And it's like, the point is, you have to have a good combination of marketing and talent. And um, coming from the more marketing aspect, uh, and, and, you know, to attest to your uh, your skill of teaching me, <laughs> please don't kiss my ass during this. That's not going to make good podcasting. So come on, teacher. Nope. Uh, nope. But yeah, no. The, the having that combination is really uh, has helped me um, succeed further in the acting acting career faster because of marketing and understanding that. So let's so. get a couple things out here. Um, first of all, when did you actually start acting? I got to be honest. It's been about a year and a half. Um, Pretty much when I got into your class is really when I started going out and taking it seriously. So you've seen me from a small little butterfly <laughs> or, or, or a um, caterpillar yes. to, to uh, I'm clearly not your metaphor blossom. coach, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get to that part. Um, so you are relatively new to the industry, obviously not new to being yes. in front of a camera. Um, no. But like you just got your first big union television job. Uh, yes. On which show was it? 911 uh, Lone Star. 911 uh, Lone Star. With Rob Lowe. And look, there's some people who have been in this industry for 10 years who still don't have a credit on network television. Um, so there's definitely some things that are worth working for you. There's definitely some skills that were outside of the acting industry that you already had that you were able to bring in to supplement the skill that you're working on in, you know, and also what I'll say is you work very, very hard. There are people who show up mm -hmm. in class and, and they're in it for a year and a half, but you're rehearsing many times a week. You are mm -hmm. creating your own content. You never miss a class. Uh, you do not check your cell phone while other people are working. You are figuring out how to learn by watching. There's a lot that I do think in terms of starting a career, people can learn from how you've gone about it. But clearly, there was a nice infrastructure in place to help announce you, to sell you, et cetera, right? Absolutely. And it's also about 
uh, creating great habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get up every day and think about how I could progress my career. What you know, a lot of people are like, "Well, how do I talk to more casting directors? How do I do this?" When I've talked to or, or watched any podcast or watched any interview, all these top actors, they're still producing. Even if they're not in front of the camera, they're behind the camera. They're always creating. They're either writing or producing or doing something. They're directing. Uh, they don't just sit and wait for the next project. They create the next project. So me coming from the influencer side and the content creation side, that's developed fantastic habits in me to not just sit around and wait. Well, once I have a manager, then I'm done. What's the next step? No, you have to be progressing and working. And that's what I love about it is uh, just it's forcing the creative muscle. So I'm always in front of the camera. I'm always working. I'm always developing. And that's what made me more um, uh, just pliable to the Mm -hmm. industry rather than coming in cold and not knowing what to do. I feel like I'm like the muscles somewhat uh, warmed up. And then second to that is, is the marketing and understanding that part and what my brand could be. Uh, A lot of things I like to talk about is like, what is the importance of Instagram? Why is it so important? Do casting directors really uh, have weight on that? Do they, do they, uh, do they look you up on there and see what you're doing? Um, it's just a lot like websites. We used to have websites. We all had websites, you know, and it's transitioned now. The industry is transitioned now. Instagram is the strongest marketing platform you that can have. That is your right website. Now. You can have a website, but your Instagram <laughs> you a is website. a more important website for you than that one. It, I, can you, you do some, some stats? People, can you do some stats? Uh, when did you join Instagram? I would, ish, say, ish. I would say about uh, five or six years ago. That's Roughly it. how many followers? When, when I no now oh now uh, 900,000 900,000 followers uh, yeah. you're on TikTok right yeah that's a new up and coming platform that uh, I would love to discuss too we'll get and into it more but yeah. already how many people do you have like liking 160,000 on there and I got a couple videos with you know over 2 million views on there and Facebook I have 1.2 million uh, followers and uh, I've got some videos there with over 200 million uh, views and I mean, yeah, so a lot of it is just understanding what I was playing a lot with what causes content to go viral, you know, and the, the different categories of it and the combinations of the categories to cause this piece of content to go viral. Uh, that's something that to me, I've been an entrepreneur my entire life and studying the algorithms and understanding what makes things go viral and how people think in a large mass. Uh, you can't just be like, oh, well, I put this on, I put all this work into it and it didn't do anything. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of elements you have to look at when, when doing that. And I found that videos in particular are what helped me grow, honestly. Um, videos the, as opposed to pictures. Videos as opposed to absolutely. clever tweets. Yeah, and, and I'm presuming most of everyone who's listening is on the, the actor front. And I mean, we got to think we have a, a unique skill talent here especially, or we'd like to think we should, or we mm-hmm. should exercise that muscle. So if video content is that, then what should we be cre- creating? More video content, I would think. Um, but there's, there's, you know, there's different categories that make videos go viral. There's, there's sexy, there's cute, there's funny, you know, and just understanding those that, uh, that combination that can make it go viral. Because people go to social media not to, they go there to get away from their stress of life. We go there to laugh at a cat falling off a fridge or, you know what I mean? Laugh at a piece of funny content or 
look at cute girls or look at cute boys or whatever it is. Like we go there to kind of like ease our mind and get away from the seriousness of day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. So it's like trying to understand that healthy balance of not getting too serious with social media too, but just alluding to things that relate to us all and, and making light of it in a fun way. Uh, it's interesting as you're talking about all this video, it is becoming painfully clear to me that this is an audio medium that we are not filming right now. <laughs> and so uh, we'll, uh, you know, putting the call out there, if there's any interns or people who want to be an intern on the Industry Town podcast who would like to film some of these episodes and help me make some video content out of this, uh, reach out, reach out, reach out, make that happen because uh, I need to get my video game stronger. Yes, video is king. Content is king. Uh, it just, that's one thing I say to everyone, like you have to be creating content to grow and, and you have to be creating shareable content, not just content, but social media is like a big hungry baby. Once you like start it up, you got to keep feeding that bastard <laughs> just keep feeding it. Cause that's how it, it could grow. And, uh, I gotta be honest, the, uh, the results are phenomenal. It, it gave me a chance to get a visa into this country. It gave me a chance to like be an actor to be what I like always thought I wanted to be. Isn't but that where most of your living comes from now? Yeah. Like where other people are working 17 different gig economy jobs, mm-hmm. you make content for social media, right? Yeah. Isn't that I'm the a majority s- of your income right now? It is absolutely the majority. I would say easily 85% of my, my income. And the beauty of that is takes the stress off of acting now. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a hungry salesman anymore. I could come in with a clear conscience. I know if I don't get the job, it doesn't matter. I'm, you know, I'm not going back to waiting tables. I have my own brand, and I can't emphasize that enough. My own brand that I control that allows me to create and push where I want to go. The great thing with social media is you have full uh, control and perception of what your brand is. Mm-hmm. And going back to Instagram, what's so key about it is nine damn squares you look at when you open that up. Yeah. Think of how powerful that is now. So when someone goes to your profile page, what are you telling them? It's like driving past a sign on you mean the, the highway. First nine posts that are yeah, in the history, I'm just, right? yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the squares. So you're driving down the highway, same thing. You see a sign, you have three seconds to captivate someone's attention, whether you're going to read that or absorb that piece of content or not. It's the same thing with Instagram. You want to be able to tell somebody who you are within those. Okay, so we're going to play a game right now. I'm going to bring up Instagram right now. We're going to look at your at your page. Oh, you got to do me like that? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you're going to put your money where your mouth is, man. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. No, but I want to understand because you feel like you very much understand uh, yeah. the concept of a brand. That's what you're trying to make right now. So when I look at these first nine, um, yeah. I'm, let's just plug the, it'll also be in the show notes, but it's at Trav Beach Boy, T-A-R-A-V Beach Boy. Um, verified, nice blue check mark by the by. Spanky. Yeah. So, first picture, shirtless. I see abs. I see tattoos and a big smile. I'm- Sex sells. That's one thing people have to know too. If you have it, you, it's okay. It's okay to you know, as long as it's tasteful and within your brand, sell it. It's yeah. Why so, not? Uh, right? I need to get better abs. That's the next thing I've learned. I'm gonna start training you, man. Okay. There we go. <laughs> there we go. And then what I see are, if we're talking about the first nine, all nine are pictures of you. Mm-hmm. We've got one kind of like emo sweater kind of look. We've got one that's a video. You're in a suit. I'm sure there's gonna. What is that gonna be? Okay, so yeah, um, that's one of my sponsors, which is another great thing about content. Like, that's a whole other topic is how to monetize your social media and, and make money from it. Uh, one of them is uh, Bang Energy, but uh, they 
they pay me really well. I'm not going to discuss like what no, I no. make, but it's just like it's they pay you to make content, and are you in charge yes. of creating what the content is? I have full creative expression. I mean, imagine having full creative expression. All I have to do is fit that can in there three times, show the can, and consume the product twice, which seems like a lot. But if you're smart about how do you edit it and, and create the content, it's really not that much. So we're going to um, get back to that. We're going to get back yeah. to that. But just going through the nine, all nine are pictures of you. Two of them are videos. I see. Two that are shirtless. I see a cat in one of them. That's Jacob. Um, who has his own social media following as well, right? He does, yeah. He's got almost 80,000 followers himself. I can't believe that your cat has more followers than I do by the gigantic <laughs> majority. And then there's also, I can like click on all these different stories of TikTok, acting, skydiving, gym, motorbike, stunts, Jacob, parkour, guns, basketball. And then my art, which has adorably is the only one that like doesn't have a picture of you. And it's a picture of the Incredibles. So um, one thing I'll know, I'll I'll point out right now. Mm -hmm. You alluded to so many times. What was the one thing you said like five times? Pictures of you. Pictures of me. So one thing that is clear is I'm the brand. You don't go there's a, there's not a sandwich that I had yesterday. There's not a sky. You know it's it it's not like oh there's a a cute horse or some flowers. The brand is me. That's what the page is. Mm -hmm. So that's painfully clear. Uh, the second thing is like. I'm sponsored by fashion brands and, and somewhat of a fitness model too. So it's fashion, fitness. Um, I do so some comedy you, stuff, but it's it's generally clear, and you're gonna know within three to five seconds if you're gonna follow me. Quick break to announce something I'm really excited about, which is that I'm gonna do our first ever mailbag episode really soon, where I'm gonna answer any and all questions for an episode. So you can ask me something about acting, business side, or anything we've talked about with the previous guest. You can get real specific. We can talk voiceover, or marketing, or social media. Look, uh, my living is made acting, teaching acting, and teaching the business of acting, so I nerd out talking on all of this stuff. So there, if there's anything that you wanna get a perspective on from your career that you're working on right now, I would love to chat with you about it. So send an email with your question to industrytownpodcast at gmail.com and uh, it might get read on the show. So if you did love a sunset or see a cute horse, yeah. you're just not going to post that picture. That's not what your that page is for. Um, going down that road, Instagram is also the most pretentious app in the world in a sense <laughs> <laughs> um but it doesn't no, uh, mean that you're a pretentious person it just means you have to understand what the brand is so think okay. of it as your website okay. you want to land there you want to have a clear concise image of who that person is whether or not they're going to add benefit to you by following them okay and and that's what we want to make clear even with this little circles it's all colored so it's same blue you know it has like kind of like a an aesthetic to it. you want an overall aesthetic to your website same thing as you want an overall aesthetic to that it's not a very personal um, site you don't go to it and it's like there's me with my aunt and this and that no you want it clear you want it very clear if you like a sunset put in your stories mm -hmm. you want to develop who who are you behind this professional profile now that's what you're going to use in your stories what you could develop on your IGTV you know things like that is going to help curate and bring people so I'm looking at mine right now and if I look at my nine I see a picture of the JRS logo I see a picture <laughs> of just my tattoo next to a dog I see my vision board mm -hmm. I see a sunset because I'm that asshole um, <laughs> I do have a picture of me and my nephew there's a picture of, of two girls who are not me who are going to be on this podcast <laughs> there's a picture of me and my wife at the Emmy party and a picture of John Rosenfeld because he's going to be on this podcast. So there's nothing consistent to this. So your argument would be mm -hmm. these all need to be headshots, editorial shots, candid shots of me or video of new content or, or previously shot things. Yeah. 
let's let's be clear too. It's okay to have a personal Instagram, mm-hmm. but we're in the business to make money. We're in the business to get our asses on TV and film. Mm-hmm. Is that not clear? Yeah, that is painfully clear. So what should be painfully clear is we better brand ourselves then. We should make it so if a casting director is trying to find us or something like that, they could go to our page. They could get an idea of who we are if that's the case or anyone really. You could get directly booked. I got directly booked so many times from that, you know. Um, so this is, you, that's just the difference between having a very personal one Do and have a, a personal page versus a branded one. I don't particularly, my Facebook is more my, I have a f- personal Facebook page where I keep friends and family on. I don't like, I, social media is my business. So do I want to be on it that much more to post? Att- no, you know, yeah. if, if it makes business sense for me, I will, you know, I got Jacob's page. I got that page. I've got, you know, I'm got a production page, fluffy bastard productions. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm doing all these other things, but if it makes sense and the ROI is there, I'll do it. Return Otherwise, of investment. Yeah. Otherwise it's just not, it just doesn't make sense to like do that. Do I absolutely love social media? No. Cause like, I think there's pros and cons to social media. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of bad things about it. And I think a lot of people don't like Instagram and the fact that they feel they have to put themselves out there and spo- expose themselves so much and feel like they have to create all this content. What I say to those people and those actors is just make it clean then. Make it professional, like make it so that we could go to your page and understand who you are in those nine squares. Do you tend to go out for certain parts? Are you looking for certain parts? Brand yourself that way, create content that way. And you don't have to put a ton of it out there, but I should be able to land on your page as a casting director or an individual and be like, oh, that's really cool. Um, I get who you are, I wanna follow you. I just did a, a consult actually with um, uh, a lady who just starred in the new Doom movie and I was helping her with her online branding and, and she, her main focus was, you know, she's a badass girl. She wants to, she does action. Mm-hmm. She does video game stuff. Like she was just in the Doom movie. She's an actress. Been, so I was like, keep it that way. Keep the motorbikes, keep that look. Let's clean it up. Same thing. She had a sunrise, <laughs> a sunrise made her delete it. Um, you I know, went like to we, Fryman. It was beautiful. It was a nice moment for me. She said the same thing. I know. It was glorious. I know. Everyone has the same fucking sunset because we're all at the same fucking hikes. Exactly. Um, so tell me this, because I do think that this is one of the larger barriers for people. You have so many pictures of you out there. And these are, just to be clear, these look professional. These do not look like um, there's terrible overhead lighting and, you, you know, there's 100 people in the background. These look like professional pictures. How often are you getting shots taken of you and are you paying for all of these shots or are you making these happen for yourself? Yeah. Um, and I'll also say this. Not everyone's a model either. It has to do with that. Uh but it's just like you should have clean images. Again, you, you social media allows you to put your best foot forward, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what you want to show. In your stories, you could express yourself more personally. But um, so the content I put up, I always want to be at least you know half decent, you know, because uh, I want to make sure my brand is clear and all that. Oh, so uh, what how I'll often do, are you posting? Um, I'd say no more than once a day. Yeah, okay, once a day max. Yeah, probably like five to six times a week, maybe. Okay. Uh, so it's you know because I don't want to over do it either. When you're first starting, if you want to be an actual like influencer, quote unquote, you'd really want to get your content out there. That's what I'm saying about the big hungry baby. You want to keep feeding it and grow your brand. And if you're making funny videos, you really want to get a lot out there so people catch on. And then when they go to your page, they see that you have lots of like-minded like content like that, then they'll 
So how often are you not. shooting these pictures? Because again, yeah. I'm seeing all of these pictures that seem like they could be, at least on quick first blush, they seem like they could be in a magazine. So are, are do you have a professional photographer just like on retainer? How is this <laughs> happening? Well, yeah, a lot of it is, uh, you know, I, I have a camera and um, I'll just go out with, with friends and I'll, I'll collaborate in a sense too. take photos for you. You take photos for me. I'll try to get a lot done in one day. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of my sponsors, uh, clothing sponsors, and they'll, you know, I pick items and do a new, uh, uh, order every week. Once I get Mm -hmm. that order, I'll set up a shoot and we'll just hang out for the day. I'll change outfits real quick, you know, shoot it. I'm like, yeah, that's good enough. (laughs) Move on. Um, so yeah, I try to get as much done in a day, get as many looks done in a day, and then just throughout the course of the week, edit it. So it's like you get all your stuff done, uh, or however often you're posting, I have to post a certain amount. Uh, but yeah, I try to like front end load that work, get it all done in like a day. And and if there is time sporadically where I'm like, oh, this is a great sunset, I could be in the sunset, <laughs> then I'll, I'll do a shot there as well and just kind of like show, you know, that flavor as well. What do you, what's the camera you're shooting on? I shoot a Sony A7S Mark III because I, I love it in a sense of, you know, especially getting into the film uh, world. Just if you have the right lenses, you could shoot in raw on that thing and it's it's like you got cinema um cinema look to that already and i just want that versatility to be able to shoot photos and and shoot film at the same time mm-hmm. um, not everyone has to have a great camera like that the the joy is we, i tell everyone like i was in edmonton alberta like trades doing drywall steel stud frame all nothing to do with this industry not a friggin' chance and hell of getting to like la you know i grew up watching movies always wanted to do that never thought i could do that nowadays you pick up that stupid little brick in your phone that's causing you radiation damage (laughs) and you say if i got an internet connection and a camera on this damn thing you could make it that's what social media has done and that's like now there's new platforms out there because yes, okay, maybe Instagram's tough to grow on or this or that, but there's always new things and you have to jump on it. It's like any trend or any stock. You have to understand when it's going to blow. And I feel like, you know, maybe we're not going to get it quite yet, but I feel like TikTok is one of those new ones where it's allowing anyone to come in now and have a chance at growth and just be able to create content and and blow up from that. Well, we will get to TikTok. I want to do a whole kind of bit on that near the end. But I want to talk about, so, look, now you're getting paid to do some of this stuff, so it makes a lot of sense that you're going to carve out time of your day to do that. But it feels a little bit like chicken or the egg. Did you just at one point say, once a week I'm going to do a shoot of me and I'm going to just do this until a brand takes notice? I'm going to, Or is it, I really love this brand, I'm going to get pictures of me in their clothes and I'm going to tag them or send it to them? How, do you, how, do you, how did you make that relationship work? How did you start that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh I mean, that is one of the ways to do it. Um, Like people, you could, if you have a unique brand or a unique style, I say definitely go with it. The clearer your brand is, the better you'll be because there's always going to be brands that will work with you, even if you're smaller, but your support and your, the type of following you have is more um, intrinsic about it, then yeah, that's the way to go because it's better than having a million followers that don't care about you mm-hmm. than to have like 50,000 followers that do care about you and what you're doing and where you're going and your unique style or unique, your unique style of comedy or whatever it is. It's just if your brand is very strong, people will gravitate towards you and want to like invest w- with you because you match their brand. Um, but yes, you can be proactive. You can tag 
companies, they'll find you that way. You can hashtag and do all these things and work proactively. It all depends on what you want. You're only going to get out of it what you put into it, just like anything. You're only going to be a fantastic actor if you put the work in and you you rehearse and you study and you do your lines. You're only going to be a good at branding your online image and, and making money from it if you're putting the work in and doing it. So it's not something that I take lightly and a lot of people don't have the inclination to do that or like the want to be like, yeah, I want to be an influencer. But well, like at one point they should you have had, like a brand. At one point you had no followers or you yeah. know, you had 20 friends or something and you're in Edmonton. Yeah. So how, how do you get people to give a shit? How do you get people to... I mean, it's one thing now. You got to do like, something that other people aren't. So what did you do? That's the toughest thing. And now it's a little harder because there's so many content creators. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's saturated with content. So it's, yeah, like how do you make yourself different? I got to be honest. It's, it's not like I'm like proud of it or anything, but I've always been an athletically fit dude and all this and i was like just seeing the algorithms and what's going on I'm like how are these douchebags getting famous on instagram you know and I, I just said to myself like i'm gonna be the best damn douchebag there is <laughs> <laughs> i know that sounds like funny but um in all honesty uh you you take whatever you could do i wanted to get here i wanted to get here so i did it you know i and what does douchebag really mean i just i just saw that like you know, there's this realm of like, oh, you could get on good luck, good looking guy pages and like hair bun pages and beard guy pages and tattoo guy pages. And just to be and clear, this is a man with tattoos. His hair is in a little bun right now. He's got the beard <laughs> going on. I mean, you've got all you, you check the boxes. Yeah, for for certain things. And I saw trends and I, I played trends really is what it is. I play trends. I know that sounds funny, but what I does almost, that mean? well, I saw that like hair buns were becoming a trend so I grew my freaking hair out so I could get on those pages and stuff like that and it's like I know that sounds silly but look where I am today now I'm on shows and I'm in freaking LA and I make a lot of money from it so it's like yes I played those trends to a freaking T and I worked hard at it and I took two or three Ooh. photos a day and I posted and I did a lot of them were like shirtless, but I ended up on every fitness page. I ended up on every hair bun page. I ended up on every tattoo page. Well, I and if anyone's fucking judging it, to me, that's just like, I mean, are you going to judge somebody if they bought Apple stock at the right time? Like it's yeah. just a different kind of knowledge it's and putting your money in a different place. And the idea that, no, you know, putting money into a company is somehow better than like sculpting your body and realizing that people are going to look at that is a different, like that's just lame. Yeah. And, and to be clear, I did trade options for many of years and was very successful at it. So I'm very well educated in that and business, yeah. but this was something totally new and I was doing videos nobody was doing. And I ended up on like all the morning shows. I ended up on every magazine you could think of. And I was just adding these elements. I was like, okay, that went viral. That It was simple messages. My first video was, come on, this is the stupidest thing. How I take my shirt off. All I did <laughs> was for 15 seconds, do a little thing, take my shirt off, wink at the camera, throw throw my shirt, and I'm kid you not, a hundred million views on Facebook. I had no idea. And then I was like, oh, that's where we're at in society. It's almost funny. It's almost a joke, but I'm gonna see where this goes. You said you <laughs> and, understand the algorithm. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, an algorithm is essentially uh, how the platform reads your content and distributes it. So, uh, you know how do you end up on the Explorer page? How does, uh, how does your content get seen to your followers? Like how, what makes it pop? So if you have a certain amount of engagement on a photo, all of a sudden you'll get 
three times more likes than you ever had on any other photo. That's because the algorithm is saying people are engaging with this type of content. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they're going to show this content to more so people. So how do you figure that out? Oh, it's, it's a lot of trial and error. It's like understanding like um, what type of stuff is going to work versus others. So you have to post things to figure that out. Like a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I get a lot of look on this really up close selfie, but like not this far away. Um, uh, landscape. So view. it's not well, that you have some access to the code, or you know someone at Instagram. No. You are doing trial and error, and and looking at the posts that do well, and you're tr and you're trying to deconstruct that yeah. to various pieces to create a new hypothesis, test that out, and if it gets the likes or the looks or the engagement, then you know you're on the right track, and if it doesn't, then you know okay, different different direction. Absolutely, yeah. You just gotta almost, like you say, deconstruct and work backwards to see what's what's working, and some don't work. So you delete stuff, you you reconfigure, and that's when I was playing around with it. I was like, oh, so I figured out that muscles obviously work, and playing around, having fun with the camera, kind of giving the illusion of the fictitious boyfriend or whatever. And <laughs> I actually ended up on like eighty or a hundred romance novels too. So if you find me on any of those book covers, that's. <laughs> Did they did they buy um, them from you or did they just steal your image and put you on there? Oh no no they that was a way of making money too. It was, Good man. Yeah, near the new uh, Fabio. Yeah, which is hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other story, but it's funny. And I've always been I've never done anything questionable. I've never felt like I'm like oh dude do I gotta do porn now? No no it was nothing like that. that for it was just fitness. It was fitness modeling. That's all it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what about I mean. Um, this is going to sound like I'm asking about me and I more mean it in general, but like yeah. not everybody has like a, a 20 pack uh, where their stomach is and a bunch of really neat tattoos. And so in terms of like somebody who just feels like a, just a random, random dude, where, what do you feel like is going to be your niche? Like how, how would one Absolutely. go about researching that or creating that? And that's what I like to talk about the most because not everyone is typical of that or, you know, but I feel like all of us in this industry do have an asset. I call it our asset because we wouldn't be here if we didn't think we were something special. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. If you don't think you're special, if you don't think you have an asset, then you're wasting your freaking time here, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, you got to want it just like anything else. And I feel like that's the same thing with this. Uh, a lot of people are, are funny. Or a mm -hmm. lot of people, you know what I mean, are creative with writing. They're creative with all these different abilities in this industry. And you have to utilize that in the content that you create. It doesn't have to be photos. Like mm -hmm. I said, a lot of it is in witty um, video footage and stuff like that and creating skits. And just it's all about um, utilizing your best assets. Maybe you're a great artist. Maybe you're a fantastic baker. A lot of these people created brands, not necessarily from their image. You don't have to do that from your image. Mm -hmm. I love art too. I have a totally different thing for art, mm -hmm. but it it's not going to grow. You know, I knew what I needed to grow really, really fast to get mm -hmm. here because I felt like I was behind the eight ball. You know, I spent years in business and I grew up to six or seven million a year in business and then our whole economy collapsed and I was like, holy shit, what do I do now? I put my entire life into this. So I had to like, you know, adjust, but not everyone has to go with a TNA approach to, <laughs> to, uh, to do, to do that, you know, and I'm, I'm probably, you know, making it sound worse than it is, but it's just, you know, I, I knew a brand and I knew a thing that, that would work, but I've seen so many successful people grow off comedy channels, grow off baking, grow off art, grow mm -hmm. off different things that they have assets, writing, poetry, um, 
like motivational speaking. It does not have to be about like what you look like or anything. Uh, I will say this when I was talking about Instagram's the most pretentious app, I do mean it is a photography app for mm -hmm. first and foremost, it is visual. You must keep that in mind when creating content. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be visually pleasing. It's gotta be engaging. You don't have the best, um, uh, you don't have the highest attention span. You know, you go to a YouTube platform, mm -hmm. I'm expected to sit and watch a video for five, maybe even 10 minutes, maybe even 15 minutes. My attention span is bred mm -hmm. to that. Uh, you go to Instagram, I maybe have like less than 10 seconds to captivate you when I'm posting this piece of content. What does that mean? That means I have to like make sure my first 10 seconds is very engaging with you mm -hmm. or my photo is very engaging with you. Otherwise, it's just a fart in the wind. And we don't want that because we're just wasting. <laughs> we're just wasting our time. Yeah. So uh, this, these are all important things to understand: is like audience retention and and um, getting them engaged as soon as you can because you don't want to lose them. And making sure once you got them engaged and you got them back to your page, you have a landing page that's true to your brand, and you could show more of that type of content. Um, if people feel overwhelmed by the like, well, I don't understand how to do stories or tagging or what is a, what is throwback Thursday or what is the or how do I get people to follow me? Is there a way to learn this stuff? Um, cause I feel like a lot of people see this stuff and they feel like they're, um, not invited to the club or like they absolutely like they didn't study yeah. for the final and here it is like it's, like, it's <laughs> almost like that stress stream yeah um, that it just seems unlearnable and I'll tell you like I don't know of any great social media classes that I see advertised mm -hmm. on the reg um, so what do you what do you recommend for that if people want to feel like they I just want to learn it I want to feel like I have some idea what the fuck I'm dealing with here yeah I mean that's a that's a great question too and and Right before I get to that one, I did want to mention too, uh, uh, if people have a brand or idea, one of the biggest things that I mention is if you perceive to look like someone or you have an idea of something, follow that person, see what they're doing, create content like they're doing. Follow, so find, so basically yes. like do a video project of, a, of someone's social media. It's, it's a competitive analysis if you're going to look at it in a business sense, because this is a business. Do a competitive analysis. Five, so if it were me, I would look six for people. five or six other podcasts that are doing well on Instagram, or yes. I could find five or six other, uh, you know, young, not quite, you know, maybe... Ron Howard find them ginger find them gingers and just go after that and be like great well this yeah. guy has made this kind of content I'm just gonna I'm gonna copy it yeah why reinvent the wheel why spend all this time reinvent, reinventing the wheel uh, it's not like we're creating new tactics it's out there already so it's just like find people that like have qualities a look like you or have the same ideas as you or whatever and see what's working for them mm -hmm. isn't that the easiest damn way you could do seriously you know um back to the uh, the other question yeah the, i mean youtube is so great these days honestly like i i'm going to be like creating a program where i could teach people about social media because i've done a lot of of teaching and private consults so mm -hmm. i'll i'll be doing that but also like it's out there it's just about playing with it it they make these apps to be user friendly mm -hmm. uh having said that if you're so new to it you could a find like a little cousin or someone who just really <laughs> gets social media or just a youtube video away like we learn so much online these days you check out a youtube video tells you everything uh you know it'll tell you how to post stories it'll tell you all this tell you about how to read your analytics and all that the biggest problem with social media though is it's just a beast that is it's it's not quite reg like 
it's just growing so fast that it changes so fast. So everything you learned today is already old type mm-hmm. of thing. And that's the one thing you have to realize with that is like, okay, I'm not going to get it all and it's going to change, but you have to get on there if you're going to ever learn or ever take a chance. You miss 100% of the chances you don't take. We've all heard that a billion times. And that's just what it is. So you don't have to talk uh, financial details on this, but I do want to know what is the story of the first time you made money off of social media? The first time that somehow a transaction happened instead of you just posting for the fuck of it? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Again, painfully clear. If you have eyes on you, Mm -hmm. a brand will stick something in your hand. Let's... That's the best way to put it. Uh, as I as I was like growing and curating my brand, like it was just things that like matched up. At first, I was like an underwear model, so like let's throw some underwear on this guy. Or was it let's that throw th- you reached out to an underwear company, or you were putting pictures of you in underwear, and somehow they found out about it and reached out to you? That's what I'm trying to figure no, out. No, they find out. Honestly, like when you're out there and you're like big and using like certain hashtags and like getting on the pages and doing all this and then you, they, you know, you get clothing brand sponsors and you so get, I just want to get, I want to help people understand what this looks like a little bit. So when, yeah. when an underwear brand or something first reached out to you, roughly, I know we don't have the exact data in front of us, but roughly how many followers do you have at that point? Oh yeah. If you want to get into more statistical values, uh, I want people to have would, an I- idea of like, right. okay, this guy started making money and he started making money or brands gave a shit. Because right. he had 100,000 three years ago. I want to like have some idea right, of right. how much content you are making, how many people are getting on you for people to actually give a shit in terms of there to be a financial uh, transaction. The answer is if your brand matches their vision, then it doesn't have to be that much because you could be like the vegan baker of the century. And if it really works out for a vegan product, they'll work with you if you have like. 50,000, you know, but there are, there's, you are even like less if you're very true to it and your engagement is very high. You like typically you see a one to 7% engagement. Um, what that means is number of people who are actually liking it and interacting with it versus the total number of followers. Is that what you mean by correct? Yeah. Great. Yeah. So one to 7% of your total following is actually dealing with the post that you just put up. Yeah. They're engaging with your piece of content in some form, whether liking, sharing or, or saving. Um, they, they still call a hundred thousand followers a micro influencer, which is like, what a hundred thousand followers is a micro influencer? Um, oh, fuck off with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, geez, you know, I got six thousand. Um, feeling good but, about it. Yeah. yeah, feeling good about it. Uh, like, again, it's something that you got to really want. If you really want to monetize it, then you got to be prepared to put in the work, especially like YouTube. Uh, but yeah. 100,000, they call a micro-influencer. What that means, who knows, you know? But it's just like there are typical brands or, or companies out there that will work with a lot of influencers and reach out to them. But I like to say, if you have a strong brand and you're hashtagging and utilizing it, a lot of those brands will reach out to you too. So the first and, time that you made money, did you have around 100,000 or more or less at that time? Um, Ish. Yeah, because it was so new when we were like just really getting into it, I would say like maybe like 80,000 or something okay. like that. And did you and reach out to them or did they reach out to you? I think it's a combination of both. There are stuff that I target that I want to work with that I like try to brand myself to, to work around, you know, and, and get to that. Mm-hmm. And now like my brand has changed completely cause it's, it's, you know, but, uh, yeah, some reach out to you and you have to deal with it. But I would say it generally starts with uh, 
free product for post. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. That's where you would start is if your brand really matches, it'll be like, oh, well, we'll send you some product. Can you post about it and tag, and tag us or review maybe it? never reached out to them ever. You just happen to have a similar brand and then they're saying, yeah. hey, Trav Beach Boy. Absolutely. Here's some product if you'll put it in. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Amazing. So that's like where you could start if if you're smart with your negotiation tactics. I actually wrote a book called Time to Shine on Amazon that talks about a lot of this like social social media marketing and how to like grow too. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, then you could develop and negotiate if you feel like, well, my, my audience is perfect mm -hmm. for this product. Yeah. Uh, my engagement is huge on this type of thing. Then you could be like, you negotiate from there. Like I've gotten paid up to $20,000 for one post. I mean, you got to think about like how simple it is to to post and make, you know what I mean? So it's, it's worth it. You don't have to tell do. me the details on that, but did you work that for a long time? Was that a brand that you were hashtagging and tagging and kind of following? Or did they just one day message you and say, Hey, Trev beach boy, uh, here we go. Let's, let's, I would say 90% reach, reach out to me. And then it's just about understanding and carrying the deal. However, I will say this, there's, there's small companies and apps like brand snob and, um, a bunch of these little ones that are set up for like influencers. You could connect to your Instagram and find campaigns on there mm -hmm. and work with them. You could negotiate deals on there. And then the, the app takes a cut mm -hmm. of what you would be making. So that's a whole nother thing. So brand snob does a lot where you could just even just do uh, collaborations in a sense of like just getting free product for post and things like that. Uh, but there's, there's lots of them out there that are trying to reach to, to influencers because it's just such a, you know, and it's the regulatory, um, world of, of influencing is changing too. Like the, the, they're trying to like track down. You have to like hashtag ad now and how, or hashtag or say you're sponsored or in sponsorship with, and there's a whole new world when you get to the actual monetization mm -hmm. side of it. But I mean, I'm probably like, go, I don't know if I'm going in circles or answering it well enough, but I, I know what you're, I, there's no simple answer for that. That's the problem. It it's happens just organically. Yeah. It happens organically. They're either going to reach out to you or you're going to work for it and try to reach out to them. I mean, I just sold my truck. I'm trying to reach out to Hyundai right now and be like, Hey, give me that car, you know, cause <laughs> who wants a car payment? But like, if I had that power, if I could utilize it and work the deal, I've created an alias, like a fake manager mm -hmm. at times yeah. and, and negotiated the deal that way. So I'm not losing power becoming like a, do you ever get yourself dick? an extra 10% that way? Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> um, Okay, so I have more. I have more questions about this. <laughs> no, I mean, this it's a deep, dark hole. No, like this, we could talk for hours about this. No, stuff. this stuff is fascinating to me. Um, but let's talk about video a little bit, because you said video is actually the way. That, oh, actually, no. Let me go back for one second. I had one other question. Do you have a commercial agent? I do. Yeah. Do they work with you to try to use your social media to become uh, to work with a brand? Do they ever try to connect you that way? It's a great question. A, it depends on your agency. Um, um, is it okay to say who I'm with? Oh, or, God, yeah. Yeah, I'm, like I'm with Aqua right now. I would say um, a little more traditional in a sense. Mm -hmm. uh, not as progressive as on your, you know, it depends. Like I, I have another lady I also work with that are that is good, but... Most of the agencies will just send you to the castings. You sit in the room, you do your thing. My commercial agent um, was recently saying that just one of the things that their whole business is changing towards with 
union commercials significantly retracting mm. is trying to figure out how to directly tie talent to brands because they're just realizing there's fewer commercials, but there is this whole other world that really is a form of commercial advertising. And so yeah. is that part of your plan? Is that part of how you interact with your agent or? In some degree, yeah. I, I find that I don't waste as much time with commercials. Honestly, I don't really care about them because I make more money focusing on my own brand and my own social media. Mm -hmm. And that's like the absolute beauty of it and the freedom that I have. I'm not going to sit in a room when I could make a piece of content. Yeah. Like just does not make economical sense. Yeah. Um, however, there are certain agencies that are getting more progressive about it. So not only are they pitching you as talent to be on the commercial that's going to show up on that platform or on mm -hmm. TV or wherever, uh, but they're also pitching you on a personal level if you have a following. Yeah. And uh, that's like a newer thing. I, uh, The agency and my one friend that I'm working with, she's doing that and she's doing very well at that. And I train and consult a lot of those uh, a lot of that talent as well to figure out their online profile to get it sharper mm -hmm. so that they could monetize it and get better deals but she'll work the angle of pitching them as an individual mm -hmm. and then getting uh, a deal for three or four posts seeing how that works doing the analytics on it and then seeing if they could renew a deal out of that um, and sometimes it works out fantastically like people without very large followings are getting like $5,000 deals for a three post deal mm -hmm. and think of like what you put into for a commercial. Yeah. You know, like most commercials are paying what a thousand, 3000 for a non-unit. And yeah. then you, you know what I mean? So like, that's pretty good if you think about it. And these are people that don't have like crazy huge numbers, but it's just like, sure. you know, they're like the 50 to 150,000 range, I'd say. And because their brand is strong, mm -hmm. that I can't emphasize this enough, the brand is strong, the image is clear, and it matches with the product. And that's why the product reached out to them. Then a lot of times it just, you can generally work something out. Uh, it, there's like with her too, if I get stuff, Sometimes I don't have time to, to work the deal. I'll send it to her. It's nice to have someone broker the deal for you yeah. and see what they could get, mm -hmm. you know, because it's really hard to sell yourself. Sometimes you could either come off like a dick or, you know, if you're negotiating too hard <laughs> yeah. or, uh, you know, it's just like, hey, you need me. Nobody likes that. Like, nope. I'm worth this. Yeah. You know, this is, that, you don't, you lose your leverage, your, yeah, your power. Okay, so talk about video. Uh, how is video different for this? Why is it better? And what kind of video are you making? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, video is key because... I just really want to talk about video too, because not everyone's a freaking model or fantastic photography or anything like this, especially like, I feel like us, we're in this acting world and, and we, we want to work on our craft. We're yeah. like, well, why do I have to deal with all this? Why do I have to deal with social media now? I just want to like go to these castings. I want to be able to book stuff. I want to focus on my craft. Well, I think part of focusing on your craft is developing your your online presence and your your brand and all that too. And it's going to only help you. It's going to help you understand what you're doing, what you're good at. Uh, I, I know that I've only gotten exponentially better at acting because I'm editing my own content and being like, oh my God. Okay, well, this, plays. this doesn't, this doesn't cut together. This it doesn't does. cut together. Right. I'm not like, I'm not giving enough reactions to make this interesting or that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've really learned a lot from creating my own content and is every piece of content going to be fantastic? No, but you have to trip. You have to do it to understand. It's like, 
every audition is not going to be a banger. You're not going to go out there and hit a home run every time. But if you're cold and you're out of the room for three months and then all of a sudden you step in a room, holy shit, you're shitting your pants, you're nervous, you're like, yeah, I'm not gelled. This is what that does for you. Even if you don't exactly know what you're doing, write something, create, do stuff. So what kind of you, videos are you making? Are you just like putting audition sides on tape? What are you doing? How are you coming up with your videos? Let me tell you this. There's zero excuse to not be making content. Like literally Christmas day, I was filming content. Um, I That's how bad I want it though. And I was making like, I get paid per video, but I was, uh, I was creating... Uh, these skits just for Instagram. I don't care if they're like, you know, the funniest things in the world. They are getting skits? better though. What kind of skits? Like I bought a green screen mm-hmm. and I'm now I'm like two or three different characters talking to myself and I'm remaking movies, but I'm like making spoofs on them. So I'm like writing these one minute so shorts. Spoof, can you, uh, just in case someone hasn't seen some of these, give me, tell me about one of them in a little more detail. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I'm about to post this Rocky one and I just finished watching the Rocky movie and I was like, Oh my God, I got those gloves and that little top hat and a wig. <laughs> and then, so I like literally did. And I was like, Oh well, yeah, I got the impression down and it's like practicing acting too. Cause you're just like playing around. So with you're it, playing Rocky and you're playing Adrian or who, what, who else? You yeah. Playing? I was playing Mickey. So I did Mickey on the other side and uh, I was like, yo, Adrian, you know, and I just like did the, the scene and it was fun. I wrote it up real quick and I was like, oh, this is exciting. And then I super, like I keyed out the, the green screen. And this is literally all by myself. I'm just like setting up a camera. I do it all. I put it all together. Yeah. And now I figured out through learning, like before I just filmed myself and then did another version and then it just, the scene didn't tie together yeah. well, but now with the green screen figuring out I could do dirty with the shoulder and yeah. it's like, I have zero excuse. I don't even need anybody now. I'm just creating, creating, creating. Where are you learning how to uh, key things out of a green screen? Just YouTube? I'm learning. Yeah. Dude, everything I've learned, I teach myself I'm not everything. asking because I actually, want, I know the answer to this question, but I feel like, you know, teaching acting class, teaching business class, it is so shocking to me the number of people who do not just think, Google, YouTube, for 99.9% of the questions you have. Thank you. Um, and really, because I, I don't, this goes to something deeper than that, which I actually think is, they all know it. They, It's about being nervous about what you, if I do know how to find the answer, then I have to do something with that answer. Mm. But if I need someone else to tell me that answer, then I don't have to do anything about it today. Yeah. And I think that really has a lot more to do with it than anything else but so you're teaching yourself on youtube i'm just underlining all of the stuff that you are figuring out what equipment you might need or how mm-hmm. to use what you have because of youtube how long is it taking you in terms of literal minutes or hours from the idea to do this rocky spoof for example from idea to script to shooting it to editing it to editing it to post how long um yeah that's a great question uh i've been getting it way faster and more efficient. Uh, every time I learned, like I wasn't lighting the green screen right, so then part of me was getting cutting because I'm having green hue yeah. on the back. So I, I watched a YouTube video on how to light a green screen properly. Then I'm like, then I bought like some more lights. So um, every time I'm doing this, I'm getting better and better and better. So it generally takes me, I mean, I, I write a, a scene in less than 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. And Everything that I've learned in acting class, I'm also applying. Uh, surprise, surprise. I'm like, okay, let's do the rule of three. Let's do a build. Let's do a reversal. It's all just key elements to comedy, and it's very simple. Is everyone just rivetingly hilarious? No, but like, I'm doing it every day, and I'm getting better. And if I spend enough time, I can actually make something really, really good if I want. So how long? Um, 
Yeah, I know. I get in a tangent. I like the um, tangents, but I don't want to lose. I, if yeah, like, no, no, I, I want to know what he's going to say, and he never went yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah, so it, it probably me. takes me about two and a half hours from soup to nuts. three hours max. Yep. And how many? That's of these with lighting, you... being the different characters, like filming, doing the audio. Do you just have a hundred costumes in your house? Um, I went on, uh, Amazon and I bought some cheap wigs, some cheap, like mustaches, some cheap, like, <laughs> you know, I bought like, a, you know, if I had an, a particular idea for stuff, I'd buy like a Gandalf thing or a cheap Batman thing or a cheap Joker thing. And it was just like, yeah, it was like a lot of fun. And again, like, it's just, I'm having fun creating the content and I'm getting better at it. So to do that for three hours and then what I make for that video is so freaking worth it. So I'm like learning. They're paying me to learn. I'm in the best freaking position right now. These are they all for a specific brand, or are some of these just for fun? Some of them are just for fun, absolutely. Because the ones for a brand, brand kind of pay for the whole damn thing. Yes, they do. And then some, probably, right? Yeah. yeah, and they teach me like you know, just it, it, I just I feel very lucky. I feel honestly very very blessed to like have that, and so I work way harder. Even everyone else who's with that type of brand do not make the type of videos that I do. Yeah. Like not even close. Uh, so it's just like. I don't know. I guess back to the point is there's for video content. It could be anything. It mm -hmm. could just, you just, you need to start making it. It could be as simple as the skits or whatever. And are if you're worried you, about, oh, go ahead. if you're worried about like, Oh, is this going to be good enough? Are people going to think I'm a terrible actor? Or I'm terrible at putting this together. You have to make terrible stuff to get good. It's, do you post all of them? That's what I was going to interrupt you rudely and ask. Uh, do you post all of them or some of them? You're like, not this one. Um, I mean, there might be the odd one where I'm like, ah, I just, it's just not quite funny. It's just not there yeah. and I'll scrap it. But for the most part, like I post most of them, I'm okay to trip and fall a little bit on that because I'm producing so much yeah. that I can't, you know what I mean? But if I'm making a short, like if I'm making the real stuff, I'm going to be doing the serious grounded acting. Yeah. Some of the stuff for social media, you have to understand it's high stakes. Yeah, it's, so when we look at it as it's actors, meant to be silly. it's, it's not meant, meant to be, to, we're not trying to tell a narrative story over yeah. an hour that makes people feel like you a got one catharsis. minute yeah this is yeah are all of it and so yeah that's the thing about instagram videos they're all a minute right or they're, less the, yeah they're a minute or less with igtv you can go way what is longer IGTV? so igtv uh all these social media platforms are competing with each other obviously mm -hmm. they wanted to compete with youtube yeah youtube has a very strong loyal following uh I don't think they'll win in that category. They have a certain category that they're good at. They're not going to... But is IGTV but on the app? It's on the app. So like as you swipe mm -hmm. the... Uh, as you swipe right, so you have your main photos and videos. As you swipe right, you'll see the IG videos. And you swipe again, then there's like tagged photos and stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's there. So it's anything over a minute. And now you have... They just adjusted it so you have that ability. And I see a lot of actors that are starting to do this now. They're creating their content. Maybe they can't get it in a minute or a short skit. They're putting it on their IGTVs now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people with class, I've been motivating them all to be creating content. And they're all starting to like post on their IGTVs now and stuff. And again, you know, it's about tripping and falling. Maybe the quality is not good or they're shooting on their iPhones or stuff. But the point is they're creating and they're like learning more about themselves and they're learning more about habits and things like that when you're watching and you're editing yourself. You're seeing things that little ticks you're doing. You're like, I should work on that or I should do that. Or, um, But yeah the 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 luxury of IGTV is you could just put longer form content on there and and then the one minute stuff could be on like your but main most page. of your videos you're making are the under one minute that are going on your page right yeah 
due to restrictions in terms of like what my sponsors are looking for, mm-hmm. uh, they wanted to be under a minute. So most of the content I make like that. And, uh, yeah. And also if I can't, it's about attention span too. Like I can't stress that enough. It's, you got to captivate them in the first, like, you know, five to 10 seconds. Otherwise it's not a very important piece of content. So it's like, are you going to put a dramatic short on uh, Instagram? No, it's not going to work. Not going to work unless they really love you and they care to watch that. You could still put it on there, Mm -hmm. but maybe like put it on your IGTV. Uh, when I'm talking about video categories that go viral on, on social media, like I said, cute, sexy, funny, and somewhat informative. Those are like the main categories. Uh, you'll always see cute animal videos going viral. Yep. Have you never not seen that? Yeah. Exactly. Um, you'll always see uh, sexy videos going viral. Whether you're watching that or not, they're always on there, especially on Instagram. Yeah, somebody clapping their butt cheeks or whatever, dancing <laughs> around, or I don't know what the hell they're doing, but it, that's always going to be a category. Yeah. Um, and funny, obviously, Vine was built on that. Mm-hmm. Some of these Vine stars got massive careers and make literally millions of dollars, like Cardi B and yeah, love them or hate them, because <laughs> they they did well and they worked hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like... They figured out what the people wanted and they they figured yeah. out how to deliver it. Um, so we're nearing the end. So I want to I want to talk about TikTok for a second. What is this platform, and why is this the next great one? And how should people get involved? Absolutely, uh, <clears throat> TikTok is is come onto the game. There's been multiple apps that I've tried to be like, hey, let's be the next Instagram, because it is a billion dollar industry. Uh, but it's like, what? How do you make it different, though? You mm-hmm. know, what what can we do to make the angle different? What I like about TikTok is. It's not as pretentious as Instagram. It doesn't have to be as polished. So what is it first? Tell people what they're like engaging with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's mainly short form video content. We're talking 15 minute videos. 15 um, minute. Or sorry, 15 second videos. Yeah, 15 like, minute, yeah. 15 second videos. Uh, a lot of it is about having like trends and stuff to do. Like uh, it's mainly driven by a for you page, not okay. like who you're following. Okay. So as you go on to it, uh, you keep swiping up and you've seen all kinds of different videos. I will say now it is really growing. I think it's just past 600 million users, which is pretty significant. Um, if you're looking at app downloads and revenue, uh, I just went to one of their meetings Mm-hmm. with with the corporate of uh, where they're going with the app and all that. That's a whole big discussion, but it is growing significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's short form content. A lot of it is cute, mm-hmm. f- uh, funny, and sexy. Same, it's a Same very style. simple freaking formula or informative. But if you're bringing new things. in these short form Instagram videos? What's the difference? Um, because it's all videos. There's no mm-hmm. photos and it's primarily for you page driven. Okay. What does that mean? When you go on your pay, when you go on your Instagram page, you're primarily seeing the same people that you follow. You're yeah. seeing their content. When you go onto this, you're always seeing new content. It's just people you don't follow. It's driven by that page. You can go see who you're following, but it specializes in short form, 15 second videos and it's inclusive. It's very inclusive. Like it makes people want to create videos. You watch it, you create a video and you have a potential for it to go viral. You okay. don't need a lot of followers because it's for you page driven. What I mean by that is you could have like 15 followers, have one video do like 1.2 million views. 
You can't do that on Instagram. You know, so how unless... do people find this video? How is why does it end up getting suggested to people? One point two million people. Right. So it's given a chance for anyone's piece of content to go viral because it's on the for you page. They put everything on there for a certain amount of time. Again, it all comes down to algorithms. Mm-hmm. If within that hundred people they've engaged with the piece of content enough, they'll keep showing it, and then it catches fire and it's like boom, 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 boom. You know. So my wife. Definitely loves to scroll the old TikToks. Um, oh, she does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Okay. No. And uh, she and her dear friend Gwen, they have um, their comedy musical duo, Pretty on Pitch. They had mm. one of they put like five videos up, and it was weird. Like one of them got like hundreds of thousands of views, and the others oh, that's got like great. Hundred. So they're playing around with it, and as I watch over her shoulder while she does it, it does seem like almost all of them have music underneath. Is that like a thing about TikTok or is that just a trend going on right now? I feel like every single one of them is either somebody lip syncing to something, they all seem to have music underneath. Nothing seems to be just like someone doing like a, a fake scene from Lord of the Rings that would just be like you right. talking. Right. Is that is that the is there something music about this app? Like uh there was another app called Musically mm-hmm. that uh I can't remember I think that app bought Musical.ly. Okay. Okay. And the the combination Musical.ly was based on a lot of that. So it is primarily a trend type video. So when you see music applied to it, they're like doing a certain dance or something like that. Sure. That's what I mean by inclusive. I've literally seen people with no arms or legs with with hundreds of thousands of followers and doing big numbers on there. It's it's very open to anybody being able to go viral on there. Uh, so the music part of it is about the trend and, and making few people feel inclusive, like they can make videos mm-hmm. and also being part of the trend where Instagram's not like that. It's like, oh, you're, you're not good looking or you're not funny. You know what I mean? It's kind of... So what kind of videos are you putting on TikTok? Um, right now, I just like... Again, I'm playing the comedy and, and the sexy trend a bit. Mm-hmm. Shame, shame on me. But also, but no I know it's working. I know yeah. it's working. I, like, I just started and I already got like 160,000 followers. So I'm going to do it and I could change my stuff whenever. You know, yeah. I always think that I'm going to use what I know works. And, you know, I so do a lot of funny content taking, with my cat. That's taking videos big. of just taking your shirt off. Is that what the sexy is? is um, it? Well, uh, yeah, the se- it's just playful. I yeah. It's not even like it's bad. It's just like, yeah. So like I'm dancing to the videos with my shirt off, but it's uh, it's more visually pleasing than with a shirt on, we'll say. And that allows it to go viral. And, and, and then the funny stuff is you just like fucking around with your cat. It's exactly. And it's just cheeky. Uh, honestly, the, the cool thing with, uh, with TikTok is it, it's less polished too Mm -hmm. they don't want to see like overproduced content it's just about people having fun and doing funny things and uh it's just allowing anyone to have a chance really like uh one of the the girls in our class i was getting Mm -hmm. her on to tiktok she didn't have like any followers on it she had 2.6 2.6 million views on one of her videos Amazing. and then she just gained she's up to like 3,000 something followers now and still growing so it's just fun what we use this platform for later we don't know yet we're gonna see right yeah like how will it monetize I, I tell I've been telling everyone to get on it because hey you want to make money as an influencer you want to live like that and take all that stress off your back as an actor or like having to go be a server and all this 
why don't you just step up to the plate and make content for TikTok? Anything is allowable on there right now. There are no rules. It's in its infancy, but it is also growing so fast. It has beat the test of time in a sense of, is this app going to be around? Is yeah. it going to be catching on? It's caught on. It's mm. already past 600 million users. So now let's focus. Let's see how we could use that. How could us as creative people with assets utilize this app to further our career? or further our development in, in content creation or whatever it is. We should all be focused like that because it's just gonna get us out of this bubble mm -hmm. and just test things. And the cool thing is, it's not one of these things where casting directors are gonna be like looking at your TikTok and st nobody cares right <laughs> now. So just put stuff on there. Don't be scared, put anything on there. You could always delete it off later. Um, you know, not anything though, let's be clear on that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, don't fuck with cats. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, but yeah, the point is just to express yourself and do that. And it's like, it's like jumping into cold water. Some people are like scared, but once you're in, you know, you're you just jump in and get it over with, and then start swimming around, and good things could happen. You never know what could happen. Uh, <laughs> that might be the place to end. Uh, we're right at time. Is there anything that we have not hit that you feel like is really crucial? Well. I mean, this, you could talk literally for hours about this and that's the thing about it. It's such a deep new industry. Uh, but in terms of how it applies to us as actors and stuff, I, the biggest thing is just try not to get overwhelmed mm -hmm. with it. Make sure that your Instagram shows a good brand of who you are or what you want to do. Make sure to follow those pages that you aspire to be like or those individuals you aspire to be like that could help train you to figure out what type of content and stuff that you're making and get on TikTok, get on stuff, start making things like don't wait around for people to just be like, Hey, I finally, after six years, got a part for, you know, like most of the people, if you listen to all the top actors, all they are creating stuff for themselves. They wrote the scripts that made them famous. They slept in the cars. They slept on the streets. Like they worked so hard for what they have and it's like i think sometimes we take advantage of that and we think once we're repped or something the the buck stops there and it does not stop there it's up to us to make it happen seriously unless you're like drowning in auditions and jobs don't complain unless you're also doing these things it's like take advantage of platforms like everyone wants to be on television or on film that means you want a platform that's what yeah. that is Otherwise, you would be fine doing community theater in Ohio or whatever. Like, you, there's a reason you want this kind of platform out here. So if you do mm -hmm. want that kind of platform, guess what? There are some free ones that are available to you. And if you can't figure out how to make that one particularly interesting, or if you can't figure out how to be your most interesting self in that place, that is kind of shouting out to the universe that someone else needs to figure out how to make you interesting, which is not anyone's problem out here. That's Absolutely. not what casting or agents are supposed to do. Their job is to sell interesting you that you've already figured out and put out there. So, um, so yeah, consider it. And if you don't know where to start, rip the bandit off, give it a try. Um, take a look at other people's platforms, study, have some fun. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to throw out there? Well, I mean, was I heard a statistic like there's like 600 shows out there right now. There's all these digital platforms coming up now, like Disney, all this stuff. It starts with tripping and following on these social media platforms and then like coming up with something real. You get ideas. You might write a script that could land you a show on Amazon or something. Mm -hmm. Like that's the point. It's about like you said, ripping the bandaid off and just getting the juices flowing. You got to throw the steak on the grill and get going, you know? Um, 
but yeah, very key, very key to understand is like, nobody's just gonna, nobody owes you a living in this world. Like you have to understand that you got to work for it and you got to create a brand. Who do you want to be? Create that, put it out there and it'll happen. If you don't, you could only be mad at yourself sometimes. Um, I imagine that people have a lot of questions about this. So if people do, feel free to send the show an email, industrytownpodcast at gmail.com. And if we get enough of them, I'll just bring Travis back on and we'll do a mailbag about social media and kind of pick up where we left off. So please send your questions to us. Check out his all of his handles. They will all be in the show notes. Um, and, uh, and yeah, make some content. Give it a shot. Get on TikTok. Have some fun. Just do it. Thank you, Travis. Thanks for having me. Thank you to Travis and John Rosenfeld Studios, and mostly thank you to you for listening. Please send your mailbag questions to industrytownpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, since you're home, and in theory you've got some spare time, if you wouldn't mind giving the show a good review on iTunes, that would just be the nicest thing, and it would mean the world and really help the show. Okay, enough of that. Please grab your phones, grab your cameras, make some content, shoot some silly videos, put an audition on tape, read a scene with a friend on Zoom, uh, shoot some Corona-themed pictures for the nine squares on your Instagram, And please, more than anything, have a safe week. Uh, We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then.